0: The worst moments of our life.
1: Hey girl, hey, that's bad.
0: Uh, so speaking of like worst ever experiences. That is the worst ever. I don't feel so good. And that was my worst
1: audition <laughs> ever. How bad can I be? <laughs> and we
0: feel the pain is best or funny.
1: Welcome to Worst Ever Podcast. I'm Alaa Khaled.
0: I'm Christine Lakin.
1: I'm your host. She's not.
0: I'm the co-host. Thank you okay, very much. Good. We don't have to fight about this every uh, week.
1: And we have a an old friend of mine, I think I've known this person for over 20 years, maybe close to 30, um, Dale Godboldo, right? That's correct. You nice might remember him from the Mickey Mouse Club. Yes, yes. You might remember him. You did a series with Jenny, McC- Jenny McCarthy.
2: Yeah, called Jenny.
1: Yeah. Malibu Shores. Did not do Malibu Shores. I thought you were the black girl on Malibu Shores.
2: I was not the black guy Obalibu no, okay. Shores. <laughs>
1: black Tur, Black Tur.
0: <laughs> Good God.
1: Um that we've known each other for over thirty years, I you, can say. You were
0: that. on the Wanda Sykes Show.
1: I was on Wanda at Large with Wanda at uh, Large. I did an episode of that.
0: I love her. Did you? Yeah. You yeah, you did I saw you. Yeah. Remember?
1: Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Um
0: But most recently you would know Dale from The People vs. OJ
1: that yes. aired on
0: FX. Yes. That amazing True crime, I guess a reenactment drama. Mao.
1: It wasn't a Mao. Okay, but it was was like a series. It was.
0: It was a. um, We call it
2: a limited series.
0: Limited series. It was
1: genius. And then he's now he just did a pilot for Fox, right? Yeah, called Uh, the Gifted,
2: which is sort of an X Men.
0: uh, series. Ooh, fancy. Yeah, Yeah,
1: he's just guest starring on it. They're not bringing it back. No. Um, (laughs) Never. It's so fancy. It's so fancy, right? So let's start with Mickey Mouse Club. Right on. You were out of Dallas? I was out of Dallas. You auditioned in Dallas?
2: I auditioned Big Cattle Call. I don't know, a couple thousand or several hundred out of uh, Dallas alone. You sang? I sang, danced, acted. What did you sing? I did uh, uh, Don't Be Cruel by Bobby Brown. Ooh, Ooh.
1: I love Don't Be Cruel.
0: Did you have a track? Did you sing to a a track like from a boombox?
1: I probably I probably because who's sure going to play
0: that on the piano?
1: So yeah. I call the, Dale's um, seasons were towards the end of the series,
2: the golden years, the golden years.
1: <laughs> yeah, I call I called this group the relief, pitchers. the relief pitchers. They sort of replace the like the party. Yeah. and Albert, Dee Dee, mm-hmm. Chase, Tiffany, and that
2: was um, my shot because they wouldn't let me on there with Albert right. at the same time.
1: And they. Um, you were the the new albert that was the new albert yeah. yeah um and you guys were fans of the show
2: i hadn't watched it that much uh i'd seen it and i thought it was really cool i was a fan of the party yeah i liked the party cuz albert was so cool to me i mean i i really did look up to albert so, so cuz we just talked to, we just spoke with
1: them and they had no clue that you guys were fans of the party i was like Dude, yeah. they loved you guys. Yeah, they were yeah. cool. And you were there during the Christina Aguilera, mm-hmm. the Britney, mm-hmm. the Carrie Russell, the Tony Luca, the Ryan Gosling years. Mm-hmm. And I recently read that you mentioned that there was during the Tony, during the Voice because Tony Luca mm-hmm. was on the Voice, yeah. And that the reason why Christina Aguilera was such a bitch to him. <laughs> Was because she had a crush on Tony and he wasn't responding during the Mickey Mouse Club.
0: Way back in the day. Way back in the day,
2: I got in so much trouble with 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 that guy I, I said it to TMZ, but they ended it all together. What I said was, "Go ahead." If you remember, Christina was a- absolutely unnecessarily mean to, to to Tony. Everybody knew that on the Voice. On the Voice. What I said, I got captured. I got cornered by TMZ, and they asked me if I had any theories on what happened. And I had a sprawling answer that basically, uh, you know, I don't, I, I don't know what's going on. Everybody loved Tony. You know, Christina was in love with Tony. Brittany was in love with Tony. My Lynn was in love with Tony. Everyone was in love with Tony. Right. So I'm not sure what's going on now. They cut it together to say that basically. The reason that she was mean is because of some sort of unrequited love from Tony back in the day, which could be further from the truth. She was eleven.
0: Okay, right.
2: Okay, but see,
1: it's I have to tell you, and just being an insider from the outside, because I knew you guys at that time as well. I could totally see that happening, and I only say that because of this, Mm -hmm. because Christina what you saw physically and what came out of her mouth vocally was like two different people. And Mouse Club, from what I remember, just had no idea what to do with her because she was that, I mean, that voice was like, there was no other.
2: She, yeah, it was, I'm going to tell you a story. When we wrapped the Mouse Club, uh, I, I mean, I've always been in love with Christina's voice and, and, and her talent. And her mother actually gave me a shot at being her manager for hot Minute. Oh wow And uh, I got with Tony Luca Ironically And we were working together To put together demos for her She's Uh, like
0: how old at this time? Oh
2: 12 Okay 13-ish Right around this Because this is right after the Mouse Club Like the few months after And uh, we were putting together demos And Tony had written songs for her And I was using her uh, Mouse Club recordings To shop her a record deal Authorized by her mom To let me do it and the feedback from the industry was that it'll never work because she sounds black and we already have a Taylor Dane. Oh, I wow. could not get anyone to look twice wow. at her. They just thought it was too much of a gimmick that would that was outdated. And she wasn't getting love out there. And I believe that the really the main reason she got. Picked up eventually was because she sung the Milan soundtrack. Right. A producer right. reached out to her, got her on that song, and that song got her a record deal. But her voice alone, people couldn't see it. It's, they couldn't
0: get past. They, they couldn't the get past the fact that she was, she was a white girl, little white tiny
2: little girl. white girl, sounding like a forty
0: year old black
1: woman, like
2: the, a knobby like,
0: like a, so,
1: a, yeah, a knobby need, bottle cap glasses, like she was the. She's ner- a little nerdy. She was, was a little nerdy. She was real
0: skinny, and she <laughs> had yeah. an but, and like yet you know she.
1: And and I mean, when you looked at the cast at the Mouse Club, mm-hmm. she, st- she stood out. And then yeah. when she sang, she really stood out. And yeah. I mean, I would say a threat to the rest of the Mouseketeers because that girl's voice. I mean, I, I remember.
2: Well, she, I think, honestly, she was so far beyond anyone that it wasn't even about a threat. It's like, OK, Christina, that's. There's no competing with that. That's what right. she I mean, does. She does that. No one's in you, that you even. You just go dance. You maybe. just, yeah, well, I'm going to go dance. I'm going to go act. Right. right. I'm going to be funny. And she, you sang, girl. You sang, That's what yeah. you do. And so I don't think anyone had any sort of competitive nature with her vocally at all. So I, then, I can't imagine.
0: So then what the hell happened with her and Tony Luca?
2: To this day, nobody knows. Nobody, I, well, don't, I, know. Re- I,
1: I really don't know. I remember seeing that episode of The Voice where she, f- when he first auditioned or, you know, when he. And she turned around or whatever, and she didn't know who he was. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, "Is she serious right now? <laughs> yeah, like, is this, like and I I'm didn't like, see that? Because they worked how many seasons together?
2: Uh, two. Okay, I two. mean,
0: it ha- it's been but, a long time. Could she not have but recognized? You, him? It's but it's
2: possible. It's possible she didn't. I mean, look, I'm always she sees a
0: lot of people. Obviously, she
2: sees a lot of people, and you're far away. Lights are in your, you know, lights are in your eyes. Who knows if she didn't visibly see her? And I heard. I believe, and I don't want to misquote him, but I think Tony had gotten some clarity from someone that when his name was said, she didn't hear it. So you've got a face, no idea that Tony Luca that she hasn't seen in a decade is going to be on the show, and did not hear his name, and that's what that was about. So thats I I, I think that was a little innocent, but the later stuff-
0: That's a real worst audition. The later stuff,
2: I, I don't know why she was so- she,
1: is it because she didn't pick him? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's a competition show, so
2: I don't. I know they made up. I know they are cool now. They're so. cool now. That's what I'm. Mean. Are they that's collaborating what Tony told me. on anything? Tony
1: told me they're cool. Uh, it was Tony here, or is he in Michigan? Oh no,
2: he's out in. Uh, he's on the east coast. He's in uh, uh, Nashville. I oh, think. Oh, he's in Nashville. That's right. Yeah. Okay.
1: Um, okay, so a little bit more of the mouse club. So mm-hmm. you, when you, you did you do the whole because we. Didi and Albert, they didn't really have the camp thing that you guys had. Did
2: you? Oh, the audition camp? Yeah. Yeah, we had a. <laughs> so there were about, so they auditioned about, I don't know the numbers, somewhere between twenty and 30,000 kids from around the country on that round of auditions, right? So in Dallas, there were however many, 500, 600, whatever in mm-hmm. Dallas. Wow. I auditioned there and they picked me. From Dallas and then from from various places. There were about, I don't remember the exact number, but let's say around 18 to 20, uh, about 20, 24 kids or so from around the country. They flew us all into Los Angeles here. Uh, I'll never forget it. We stayed at the Sheraton Universal City. right? Oh, wow. Um, and uh, we were here for three days and we had to learn a new dance number, uh, learn a new song, and learn a new skit. So we worked all those three days, and then they put us on tape the last day. We did it. We flew home and waited, however long, for us to for them to call us. And, and out thro- of those
0: twenty five kids, they picked.
2: They picked eighteen of. No, no, they picked. Uh, I want to say fourteen of us.
0: Wow, that's really something like intense. that. Yeah, that's a really intense audition. Yeah, and you, you were, were
1: you yeah. were one of the older ones. I was the oldest yeah. one
2: of the new crop, I believe. My Lynn is slightly older than me, and Kevin is a little older than me, and all the parties older than me. Well, yeah, because they're your
1: yeah everyone's. And your then, uh, and I heard, and if I remember, I, I'm almost sure that Carrie wasn't didn't originally audition for
2: Mouse Club. Uh interestingly, some of us didn't. I I went in for both Newsies that movie, the Newsies, right. yeah, yeah, and Kenny Mickey Ortega Mouse Club.
1: Directed, that's right,
2: yeah. And um, I was actually Kenny. kind of bummed. I really it's wanted that uh, that movie. <laughs> but yeah, Tony didn't know anything about the Mickey Mouse Club. They didn't even mention that to him when he was auditioning. And uh, I don't know about Carrie. I think, I think Carrie, Carrie went Russell in for something else. No, too. I think
1: she auditioned for Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, too.
2: Really? Because she ended up doing that movie, she but did. two years so later. So
1: they, they wanted her for that, but they said, I think it was the same cat. I mean, I could be wrong. I think it was I think Matt Casella
2: oh, really? was cat
1: and saw her and said, we want her on mouse club i mean she was a beauty
2: well then they must have waited two years or so to do the movie then because then she left the mouse club and did honey i blew up the kids honey, i mean no, she <laughs>
1: did the she did the she did the mouse club while she was doing the movie she, it was during trust me really yeah because i was here with the party
2: there you go better, better i was here with the party
1: when she came out to do it no kidding and i met little richard on the set little richard honey i shrunk the kids whatever honey i blew up the kids whatever the hell that one was called <laughs> oh, shrunk yeah i was well i no, was on... i think
2: the second was blew up the kids i think yeah, they blew w- up the kids
1: i think they really? blew up the kids yeah. i think they get I think really they get big, big or something. they oh, right.
0: or something. oh right oh right Okay. Um,
1: And I, yeah, because she was shooting at Lake at the at the uh, Disney Studios, and we were visiting her on set. That's right. That's right.
0: That's right. I was obsessed with
1: Rick Moranis. He was like my idol. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so she's like, "Come to the set." So we came, and I was like, "Oh my God, Rick Moranis!" And then we were walking back to our cars, and on the bench, and I still have the picture. I no, I don't have the picture, but it's um, Little Richard sitting on the bench. (laughs) That's crazy. And I was like. Uh, Chase <laughs> our, There's, Low, there's Low Little Richard, Richard. Oh <laughs> So we took pictures with Little Richard That's oh, awesome yeah.
2: You know I remember now You're right That that was during production She did go off and do that I remember now Yeah And she was only on for uh, the first two years And uh, and then I was on for a total of four years
1: Yeah she just got a star on the Hollywood I know I saw it I'm so oh, proud of her Yeah it's great
2: She's actually how I got out here I stayed with her when I first moved out here
1: She yes. put me up Her
2: and Tony put me up in their house
1: that's right, and she
2: introduced me to our manager. Got me got to totally. Resp- Carrie Russell is singularly w- w- the most important person in my career, probably in terms of getting me going out here. Love that girl. Yeah.
1: Um, so then you wrap the Mouse Club. Mm-hmm. Do you go back to Dallas or you come here? Uh, well, no, you guys went. on tour. To, yeah. You did we the did the target target a, a tour.
2: Well, no, no, no. We did. We did a couple things. We did the Target tour. I, I'm so bad with this, but sometime around the endish of the doing the series, like within that last season, we did a target tour. But after we wrapped, we also went on a USO tour. Right. We toured army bases. Oh, cool. And we hit Germany, you know, all over Europe. Um, Those are really amazing. Yeah, it was really them. amazing. Yeah. That how, was incredible. How
1: long did Disney own you?
2: Uh, I don't know what the math is. Probably around four and a half years, four years. Yeah, because when
1: you did the there. record, because you guys did it, what they did was they tried to do what they did with the party, but without those contracts that right. the party had, because right. they had...
2: Oh, no. We didn't have a record. I don't even... To this day, I don't even know if we have a record contract. You we had, were was technically par- employees of right. Walt Disney. Right. So
1: what oh, they did was gotcha. they did that all yeah. around. This is how... This was... They remember? All, all around. Yeah, yeah. Albert said... They learned their yep. lesson with us, yep. and they so just made
0: overall deals.
2: They made we overall own you, deals. and
0: you will go do whatever we want. you
2: to So much care. so that you know we wrote and pro- co-produced the theme song, and I don't get any royalties for that. You know, yeah. me, JC, and Tony wrote that that theme, the the end credit, the theme song. Oh wow! And uh, you know, they just own it. Whatever. They, they, I remember looking at the contract as I was a little bit older, and it was like anything that you create, the publishing, all of that, they own that. Right. You know, now. Wow. I think Rona had a slightly better deal. I think Tara might have had a slightly better deal, but I just signed whatever they sent me. Yeah. I was, you know, they owned me, lock, stock, and barrel.
1: Wow. So then you came out to, after all that, you came out to L.A., and then you did, is the first job after that with Jenny McCarthy?
2: Uh, yeah, that was the first series regular job. I had done a few little things like Moesha, and I had a couple of recurring well, roles. Well, who hasn't done Moesha? Who hasn't done Moesha, right?
0: <laughs> Standard. <laughs>
1: You did a a T N Tamara show, I'm I sure. Did, yeah, I did that one of those. On, I did Sister, Sister Sister. I think. Yeah, I did. I did. I did. That and I, I did Smart Guy too. No, Smart Guy is what I did. I did Smart Guy, and I it. My guest starring De- was with Destiny's Child, oh, the no original. Kid. No four. kid. Oh my god. Yeah. Classic. Oh yeah. It was amazing, and my scene was with Destiny's Child with Beyonce,
2: Miss Destiny's Child Destiny
1: herself. Child. Yeah. Um, wow. So then. Jenny McCarthy, because she, she just got off this whole MTV thing, and then yeah. she was a
2: huge... That's my heart. I love Jenny McCarthy so much. She is one of the coolest uh, girls, women I've known out here. And how long was that? Two seasons? No, we only had one full season, and I don't even think they aired them all. But um, yeah, we knocked out 22 episodes, and uh, you know, it didn't do very well. <laughs> it, we had fun doing it. Everyone got along on set. Yeah. Yeah, everyone was really good. Well, interestingly, a lot of people don't know this um eric mccormick was in the pilot oh oh wow yeah and they they replaced him with you no not with oh. me. <laughs> well,
1: wow that's a no that's a rewrite
2: no no <laughs> that's a rewrite yeah they replaced him and we redid the pilot and everything and wow. then you know i think the year or two later he got will oh, and grace. grace yeah well lucky for him lucky for him some people bounce back well
1: <laughs> yes well you're you've in your career, that I've noticed, you're always that guy that's continuously working. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. But like, which is, I think this is a good thing for an actor. Mm-hmm. Is that, oh yeah, I know him. Yeah, oh, I'm that's that, guy. Right. Yeah. You're yeah. that guy. you're the. Um, yeah. I, 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 yeah. What, yeah, yeah. I know you. Mm-hmm. But I'm those are the
2: longest careers. I hope so. They're they're they're, char- they're called character actors, yeah. right? And that's always been what I wanted to be. I've never really had an interest in being a, a what a quote unquote leading man unless i'm a character actor that becomes a leading man i'm hey i'll take leading man paycheck right but my interest in being an actor is playing wildly different characters i like to come in i like to come out um and so i've been fortunate in that i've had that kind of career that i'm very i'm very proud of in that way
1: yeah the sidekick almost
2: yeah i like the sidekick or if i am you know i've been the lead a handful of times but they're still very interesting scenarios the very interesting characters but mostly the sidekick, mm-hmm. interesting person, you know, that's outside of a type. Right. I don't really have a type, which is, I think, I think a lot good. of actors really like that. And I, I like that. I, I like not it's having good a type. If,
0: if people, if you can walk in and then kind of fit into, you know, whatever yeah. role they're looking for. I mean, it's it, I think it's almost harder sometimes if you are such a specific type, because that's that's really all you can play you know
2: yeah it can be very limiting and it can be great uh,
0: when that one role comes up hey but, you know
2: i'll take it you know
0: ain't nothing I wrong with to being tom you, cruise yeah exactly but if I, you're a certain I, type there's yeah. i guarantee you there's 30 40 50 other actors yeah. in this town that are also that type that's so right. it doesn't matter you're still competing against them that's right
1: what, what is so. the worst job you ever had
2: oh god well, in, 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 in as an actor yeah oh god
1: um were you like hated going to set like you just did not want to deal
2: Honestly, I'll be really honest. I have never had a bad experience working. I can honestly say that. I have I (laughs) damn near had a nervous breakdown uh, back in 96 while I was working, but it had nothing to do with the job. Uh, I had other things going on, and literally um, my father... Uh, it was so bad at one point. I was just really depressed, and I was homesick. I'd never really been away that long. I was out here hustling and hearing rejection for the first time. I'd been working since I was a child, right. and all of a sudden, going on auditions and hearing no, and you know, your mm-hmm. entire L.A. can eat you up, you know, and spit you chew you up and spit you out. Very and it was quickly. starting to happen to me, and it was so bad that I remember. Uh, Tony and, and my, my, my other friend Scott, they, uh, they you know, had kind of reached out to my dad and said, you got to come out and get this kid, man. Need a, you know, he needs a break. Mm-hmm. But I was on a recurring show. I was doing a show called Good Behavior with Sherman Hemsley at the time. Oh, yeah. And I was really in bad shape. I'd lost 30 pounds. I wasn't doing well, but I knew how to work.
0: Right. So I
2: was literally, I couldn't do anything. So literally my dad would have to help me get me dressed almost it almost feed me and help get my my stuff together get me to the set point me to the direction of the set sit me down and then walk off the set they'd say action and I could say my lines do it and when they said cut I was just turned back into a zombie I just couldn't get my I couldn't get it wow. together and my dad would come and grab me by the arm and take me back and we did that for the last week and I had a recurring role. That was my fifth episode. And we went back to Dallas. And, you know, they called and said, you know, we want him to come back. He's doing a great job. Mm-hmm. And my family and myself, we were like, I, I, got, I can't come back. I got to take a break. Mm-hmm. And so I spent about, you know, about a month at home getting some good home cooking. Yeah. You know, spend some time with my family, get some home love, get re- recalibrated. And then one day my dad said, all right, boy, you ready to get back out there? And I was like, yeah, let's go. And then I came back and I, I was fine. But thank God that, for your family. That was an extraordinarily difficult period. How old were you then? God, I was probably 21. That's so weird that you
1: yeah. would go because you don't seem, as far as I know, you seem very like together. Which Grounded. doesn't mean that you're not together then. But to have all that put on you and then still like feel like, and not only that, but knowing you, you do love to work. I do. Yeah. And. Knowing the way that this city works the Absence doesn't make The heart grow fonder here It's like we <laughs> yeah. forgot about yeah. you yeah. So it was dangerous
2: yeah. you know? And that's going on too So you don't want to leave But at a certain point You gotta do what you gotta do And that's what I had to do I didn't have a choice So
1: so then you took the break And then you came back mm-hmm. And started re-auditioning again That's
2: right And got right back into the mix of it And I was fortunate Not And right then
1: right. next job
2: uh, I booked uh, a series called Kristen with Kristen Chenoweth.: Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. I forgot. You have the be- you've worked with the best people. I
0: know She's amazing. I feel it's like.: my heart. I feel like they're taking
1: advantage of you, Dale. <laughs> they're using me. They're using me up.
0: <laughs> She's lovely. She's great. I worked with her too.' Yeah, one is. of the nicest yeah. people. Isn't I did a she? movie called "You Again with her. Oh, right on, right on. Yeah.
2: She's so sweet. and, and so talented.
0: Very, very talented, very tiny.
2: <laughs> She's super tiny.
0: She was hot off
2: of uh, her Tony for Your Good Man, Charlie Brown. Oh, yeah. And she got her own show. And I was fortunate enough to get cast uh, as a New York bike messenger, which I didn't even really know what that was. I'm from Dallas. We don't have bike messengers, right? So I remember getting that. And I actually had, I flew to New York and I hadn't really, I'd been to New York, but only as a kid. And I had to go to New York to actually see what, these what people that did. is, like what that's all about. Why are you wearing it? Like they always describe the characters having a big bike chain around his, around right. his, it was Like, why would you walk around with a big, thick bike chain? And so I had to go to New York and I hung out with uh, bike messengers just to get a sense of their, w- even what that is. And it was great. It was my first time I ever had to, I guess, research for a role and it was fun. Did you shoot in New York? No, we shot in LA, but it took, the show took place in New York. Right. Yeah.
1: That's, That's cool. Or the storyline.
2: How long maybe? did that go on? <laughs> we didn't last long. Uh, <laughs> 22 episodes. And I think they aired. I think they might have aired all 22. I don't remember. We didn't do that well either. Yeah, she had the same kind of look.
1: Because that other series, which...
2: Pushing Daisies. Pushing
1: Daisies. I just I thought it was brilliant. It was. And the fact that they didn't survive. I was like, this is crazy. I know. Yeah,
0: Pushing Daisies was great. I know. Yeah. Um, okay, I want to get into OJ just because... I know, We have to fast forward just a little because... Sure. I'm so intrigued by all of this, and I know this one is going to have a million and one questions. So first of all, let's just get into your love for OJ and why you're such a freak about that trial, and then let's talk about the reenactment of that whole well, situation. I'm, go- I'm going
1: to. And I, I don't know if we've, we have talked about this on the show before. You,
0: but you have not told the stories of what you were doing to try okay, to get into crazy. that courtroom.
1: Okay, so... <laughs> I was upset I was obviously obsessed with the OJ trial. I had just moved to LA. It was in 94. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's right. And um I won't mention their names but one of the Musketeers' moms cuz you know some of the Musketeers had already moved out here so one of the Musketeers' moms was visiting for like a month or so and was you know I had we were we had time on our hands so they're like was like let's let's go to the OJ trial.
0: And I was so like, crazy.
1: <laughs> I was like, okay. And I had seen the chase because I was like, oh my god, that's like this is the four hundred five. Like it was seeing something so familiar and such, and make headline news like that. It was like it was like when breaking news was had turned into TMZ. Right. It was like the first time it wasn't about a bomb hitting. It was OJ going down the four hundred five in a, a white Bronco. Right. So, and seeing the fans and the signs on like the- The signs the, back in Brentwood yeah, as he like like comes
0: back to Brentwood. The cra- and, I mean, just it the was crazy-, crazy. It, it was crazy.
1: So I was like, yeah, let's go. Not knowing it was going to be a shit show when I got there. I had no idea. It was like a carnival. It was like a circus. And I mean like from the sales of like t-shirts to like- I have a crazy. I have a Judge Ito pin. I have like I have the full like I have You were all in I was in it. But like the first day I was like this is fucking crazy. I was like I looked at my friends I look at my friend I said, we gotta get in that courtroom. She's like, well what do you mean? I go, oh, we're getting in. So every morning we would go and Tri- they had a lottery, and it was literally like a bingo-style turning thing with a cage and numbers, and they give you a ticket. And if they, they had, like—because it was such a publicized trial, they only had, like, five seats for general public.
2: Wow. So
0: they would, like, pretty much auction them so off.
1: Instead of having people wait in a line and fight about the first person that was there, they were like, you get in line, you get a ticket— and then they it's put at the random. Other, they and put then the, they
2: randomly pick and
1: they numbers and put the other side of the ticket and it's a t- total lottery and then they roll the bingo thing at like whatever 6:38 a.m. that's
2: crazy i can't believe we didn't show that
1: and they give like five tickets well we would never get picked but we would go every day and as we went every day we made friends in the line there was a woman who would wear a wedding dress every single day to the <laughs> courthouse um Because she thought she was going to marry Johnny Cochran.
0: Oh, my God.
1: And she would be. So I made friends with her. There was a woman (laughs) who wore a red dress every single time. I don't know what the significance of the red dress was, but she literally wore red every single day. And her friend I called had had braids in her hair and I called her lady braids. Right. So we became friends with these people. So they knew the in and out of the courthouse on Temple. Right. <laughs> so they know the in and out of the courthouse and they said, OK, they go when they do recess, they go up to the 13th floor. I think it was the 13th floor and there's a snack shop and you'll see, you know, some of the lawyers there and blah, blah, blah. So I'd, we would go up to the 13th floor. We'd, we'd be in the elevator with um Bailey. No. Dominic Dunn. Dominic Dunn. Thank you. Oh, Dominic, Dominic Dunn. Right.
0: From Vanity Fair. From
1: Vanity Fair. OK. All right. Um, so, well, uh,
0: you said uh, writer glasses. I know. I should have gotten it. Okay. I should have gotten it. Sorry. So, Short hands a little off.
1: So, like, he was in the elevator and, like, there's mm-hmm. Dominic Dunn. Listen, this is like, because you see them on TV every single yeah. day because you have to remember that daytime television died. They lost all their soap operas. Every network switched. Is that what killed it? There was after – when the OJ trial started airing, one network started and they realized the ratings were going through the roof. So they All suspended daytime television and just aired the trial. Every network that's aired right. that trial every single day. So wow. that's – that. I mean it just become, it became this phenomenon. And what you see on TV between the lawyers is like this angry, crazy, like argumentative, lot of like – Approaching the bench, bullshit, right? And what you see in real life, and I'll get to that, is totally different. So um, (laughs) at the snack shop, right? So well, because then you would see them like walking, oh hey, shaking hands, and blah blah blah, with opposing, uh, right? Yeah, it was weird. I was like, what's happening right now? So it was almost like they were performing on a television show themselves. Oh,
2: they were.
0: Well, yeah, that's
2: exactly what they
1: were doing. So
0: the pancake makeup. It
1: got to the point where. I had this bright idea to get my acting class involved because I was like, I have to get numbers into this lottery (laughs) because the more people I get there to get a ticket, the more chances I have to get into the courtroom. So I came up with this idea to my whole acting class, which is like about 30. (laughs) And I was like, here's what we're doing. We're making fake press passes, and we're going to bring video cameras, and we're going to pretend to be media, and we're going to get on the... That literally almost had, like, a velvet rope for the media. Right. And, and, um, and we're going to do, like, funny interviews and interview and just do a whole documentary kind of thing. This is during the time of VHS, by the way. Wow. Um, so we're going to, like – we're going to do this whole thing. They loved it. <laughs> and I was like, it's a shit show. It's a great acting thing, blah, blah, blah. Sure. So we all show up at, like, 630 in the morning. They, I said the only thing is, is I – if someone gets picked – I get to go in the courtroom with my friend.
0: He doesn't give a shit about the, fra- the fake press passes and like the you know the acting class actually trying to do some kind of you know improv or whatever. That's all a ruse, right. Just to get the number. I just need to just get in to that get courtroom. The
1: okay. So, so did you get the number? So we got the number. Got the number. So me and my friend split the time. She went in the morning and I went after lunch, right? Nice. So. In the meantime, we're on the press line. And when, like, Cochrane and, and, and Shapiro, when everyone would enter, it was a shit show. And it was like, it was as if they were entering a premiere of a movie. Wow. When I saw John Travolta in your mm-hmm. series, mm-hmm. I was like, this motherfucker has nailed it. Yes. Yeah,
2: he was so good. Nailed
1: it. Yes. because. I, I, and I I bet you everyone thought Maybe he was a little over the yeah, top Yeah, a lot
2: of people thought He was a little, no, over, a little no, over the because
1: top Because we did interviews with Shapiro We have that. We I ha, wish we could Patrick Day has the tape
0: Oh my God We
1: did interviews With like like Howard Stern style interviews Yeah We were Would like you say you
0: were from Highlights Magazine? We said we
1: were from USC um, <laughs> USC <God. laughs> Journal- Journalism Journalism <Oops. laughs> I can't <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> literally And so we did like horrible like we would say like racist things to like Shapiro and stuff like it was horrible. This was the nineties. We didn't know. And we were kids.
2: And we were, that theatricality, he was actually he was, like that. He right? shows
1: up. He's got full pancake makeup. Full yeah. pancake makeup. Contours. And, yeah, I was like, oh my God, this guy's like where he was ready for the cameras mm. and he stopped at every camera, no matter what. And he answered the questions.
0: Of course. Oh, who are oh USC, well, you guys, remember, USC? Uh, uh, Do you remember tra- do
1: you Remember Tracy Savage? Yeah. Judy Savage's daughter? Yeah. Tracy Savage is the one that found out about the socks, the bloody socks. So we interviewed Tracy
0: Savage. What do you mean she found out about bloody socks? She was socks?
1: a news anchor. She was in she's the one that broke the story about oh. the socks. Oh, oh, wow. Yeah.
0: Oh. Yes.
1: So we wow. interviewed her. I mean, we just went through it. It was <laughs> oh fucking God. crazy. That's so crazy. it's now we're going in the courtroom. It's the courtroom. Mm-hmm. I'm like, "Holy cow, I'm going I'm going in." And it's during the limo driver's testimony. Mm-hmm. What's his name? Al, no, uh, oh, no, I don't know. Yeah. The limo driver. Which ended up being the one question that the jury came back to ask about.
2: That's right. That was the thing they came back. It was the only was, question they asked.
1: Right, and there was the day that I was there. That's very cool. It's weird. I'm <laughs> getting chills. Um, oh God. <laughs> so, I literally freaked out when OJ walks out because it was first of all, Judge Ito had literally no control no. over what was. It was just he was just like this little peon. It was just weird. I was like, what's going? on? Because OJ would walk out. The man is up for murder. Who knows, life sentence, right? right. He walks out and is like waving at people, waking, like a rock star. Like he's mm-hmm. like like he's entering the stage. It was fucking crazy. I was like, "What is?" I'm like, "I'm like, I have no one to talk to." Him. I'm like, "What is happening right <laughs> now? Wait, what's he doing?" I'm like, "Cause I'm thinking the guy is on yeah, trial for yeah. murder, double murder. He's literally like." Hey, waving and like winking and pointing. It's good to see you, that kind of thing. And I'm like, this is fucking fucked up.
0: Yeah. Wow.
1: Then you know they're the both sides, defense and prosecution are arguing with each other. Uh, take a break, mm-hmm. and they're like, "How was your day?" But like, they're like, like it was like hanging out. Yeah, hanging but, out. The, and I'm like, the... This is a fucking shit show. Anyway, so when to you now to you? Yeah. Now your series comes out. Yeah. And it's. First of all, it's like the 20th anniversary at that point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I was obsessed. Had, the best part is had no idea my friend Dale was going to be in it.
0: <laughs> you're just so excited to watch it. And then I'm just excited like, to watch <gasps> it. I knew him.
1: And I was like, Dale? Dale? <laughs> so for, I want to know the audition for that.
0: Yeah, that's you, what I
2: want now? I want to know your audition for my that. My audition was easy breezy, man. Um, it came out. Agent called me and said they're doing uh, the O.J. Simpson trial. Ryan Murphy, uh, do you want to go in an audition? And I was like, damn straight. So I had the sides. It was about a page and about two pages, and it was specifically, it was two. I'm sorry, it was two scenes, and it was my scenes about um, telling OJ. Actually, one scene actually was cut from the uh, from from the second episode, but the other scene was me talking to Johnny about falling on the sword. And, Tell everyone
1: what the what the character is. Okay,
2: so I played uh, Carl Douglas. Right, Carl E. Douglas. Carl E. Douglas, not the Kung Fu Fat. Yeah. Oh, that, his name is Carl Douglas too. Uh, uh, Carl Douglas was the managing director at the uh, Johnny Cochran law, law Firm. He was Johnny's right hand man. He was um, sharp, and to this day, one of the baddest attorneys in, in the country. Um, and. Uh, he was the basically the the workhorse. He was the machine behind the scenes, uh, uh, even even a little bit more than what we showed in, in the series. So, you know, I didn't really know his name that well uh, when I got the audition, because, you know, Shapiro, of course. you know, F. Lee Bailey, um, you know, Johnny Cochran. And I recognized his face. He's always in every shot, but I didn't recognize his name. And then I started researching him and I was like, oh, yeah, hell yeah. I want to play this guy. Um, So I prepared for it and uh, went in and knocked it out and then didn't hear anything for like six months. Oh, wow. Uh, Maybe a little bit less, maybe three, three months. Right. And then they called me and said, hey, you got the part. We think pretty much just sit tight and we're not ready to go yet. So then I waited like another three, four months. Okay, we're ready to go. And uh, here's when you're going to start. So So it was literally almost six, seven months between the audition and actually walking on set. Did you ask
1: why that was when you got when you actually started working?
2: Well, there was a lot to put together. You know what I mean, and I couldn't talk about it forever. Even after they told me I had the part, there was months where I couldn't say anything. And they were announcing all of the cast members, and and I was like dead last to they, be announced. You know,
0: they locked all those. Yeah, well, that stars. was stars. They what, probably also had a wait to. They had a lot
2: of actors to lock. Well, yeah. that's what I
1: was so fascinated about was how they nailed each person. Like, yeah, like. Sarah Paulson was brilliant. I mean, brilliant. I, I brilliant. I was like, this is Marsha. Cl-. Like, I, you oh, couldn't. Gosh. So when bad. they do at the end of the series, when they do a side by side, you're yeah. like, what the fuck, this e- girl.
2: Everybody like, was like that on the set. Judge Ito. Judge Ito, my man. Because there was
1: key moments Joy. in the series where they would cut to the actual footage of the trial, yeah. right? Yep. And it was the real Judge Ito. I think No the, So when they did that turn Like in the TV screen
2: No That, that was, was us They never they never cut it I know that, that's, Especially when you looked at it Through the TV cameras What was interesting About the way they shot it um, That TV camera Yeah Point of view Was rolling a lot And we didn't always know it So even if the cameras In front of us May not be pointed on us It might be pointed on Say the jury That camera was always going So every oh. take whether the camera's on you or not, everyone in the courtroom was acting out their role. Got it. And yes. it was fascinating to watch everyone down to, you know, the, you know the, 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 a cousin of O.J. Simpson's mother, right. who was cast sitting in the jury box. I mean, sitting in the, right. the, the, the gallery, the for gallery. instance. Yeah. Um, everyone. All the extras. Everyone had to play every moment, take after take after take after take. Whether the camera was on you or not, it was, it was a lot I mean, of the work. courtroom looked well, yeah, identical. Yeah. So did, was that, that, that was meticulous.
0: That was a replica. Absolutely. That was a set.
2: That we had on set, there was a woman dedicated with her computer, her laptop, uh, that was dedicated to pulling up scenes from the trial that we were able to look at before we actually played them out. Oh, so we were God. matching up uh, a lot of what actually happened. Right there on the spot. That's
0: that's insane. I had no How idea. How long was
2: the shoot? Oh, God. Six months or so?
1: And exteriors of the courthouse?
2: Well, it was all over the place. You got, it, was, it was crazy. Uh, it was all over the place. The, the, the courthouse stuff was done actually only over the course of maybe a week or two. Because um, sometimes we would capture multiple episodes in one day. And we would have different directors. So one day in particular, in the courthouse scene, we had three different directors shooting three different episodes oh. in one day. Oh wow, That's it was a, insane. That
1: was my other question: if you if you shot in sequence or if you, if you or for or for you went all around?
2: Uh, mostly in sequence, but they we bounced around a lot. We did bounce around a lot.
1: The other thing that fascinated me that I didn't know about it, watching the trial live mm-hmm. was the restaging of oj's house wasn't
2: that crazy oh my i had god, no idea had that no that happened idea. that was crazy
1: and it was so brilliant and the fact that you guys got you guys as if you're the actual, oh, yeah like i did it right Yeah. if
2: they the fact that they got away with it well let me tell you something i uh, uh i've become friends with the actual carl douglas oh god oh, and, I gonna, okay
0: i was gonna ask him <laughs> and, and i had a chance
2: to spend a little bit of time talking to him about different things we actually even watched one of the episodes together which oh, was really bizarre. How? I'm watching him to watch me
0: be him, be
2: him, and he's watching me on there. and It was really bizarre. Uh, but I asked him about that. I said, come on, man. Did you guys really do that? He said, absolutely. And I said, is that legal? <laughs> how is that legal? He said, absolutely. There's nothing that says that you can't do that.
0: I was in shock. I was like... It's, it's just so strange that they would ever take a jury to the scene of to his well, house. No, I, I, in I knew that, but the no fact, that happens. I that think happens,
1: regularly That yeah. happens because you want to give, especially you want to give them a sense of his family environment right. and sure. It's, yeah. yeah, I mean the, and guy, the scene of the
2: crime. It, it's yeah, not it, it, that it's, happens all the time. Yeah, yeah. I the guess. idea that you the would go in and it. redecorate it to first of all what was dynamic about that to paint a different picture than who he was mm-hmm. for that jury. Mm-hmm. You know, basically replacing pictures Mm -hmm. of him with his white wife and his white friends, replacing that with his mother and other black people to make him more Afrocentric or more within the black community, different artwork, all of that to appeal to that jury.
1: But I
0: I I wouldn't put it past anyone in a defensive position like that to not do that.
1: I don't think I didn't I don't, know that you could I didn't know, do I didn't that. Know that was I mean, I don't. I didn't know you could, and I don't know how many defense attorneys are that savvy. That's to some savvy, savvy.
2: That's stuff. like that's
1: that's some crazy, like, to, it's gangster man. Well, it's the same thing. with <laughs> it the, It's the same thing with the glove. That was a huge for them. Yeah. That was a huge, huge thing for them to do. Yeah. and the fact that they had OJ try that glove on, it
2: could have totally gone. Could have gone a whole either way for direction. And we're yeah. so brilliant about what we showed. And, you know, obviously there's some dramatization in it. But basically Shapiro trying on the glove right there and, right. and saying, you know, this isn't going to fit. Right. This is not going to fit. We, and then, you know, the Dream Team essentially manipulates Darden into mm-hmm. mandating that yeah. O.J. tries on the glove. You know, it's just it's, it's a circus. It's insane. Yeah. Wow. What, that
1: scene, by the way, with Sarah Paulson at the bar. Describing how he could have done it to. Um, yeah, yeah.
2: not that great? <laughs> one of
1: the most brilliantly written. And sh- I, that scene was yeah. like unreal. Unreal. Because
0: you just watched the finale.
1: No, this is like in the middle of the season she, where she, him and yeah. her and Darden, her and go, and Darden go out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know they, it's, she it's, does this whole thing with about. shot glasses. Yes. It's fucking brilliant.
2: Yeah. Well, i tell you something else that you guys at home didn't get a chance to watch because um, we didn't shoot it. But in the scripts, they had alternative theories hmm? on who killed, I, I uh, figured. Who, who did the murders. Um, and for whatever reason, they cut it probably for time or I don't know, creatively, maybe they chose not to. But I read it and the theories were awesome. They explored his son doing it. Jason. Some, Jason. Yeah. They explored something else, some other theories. I don't remember. But- you know, I was anxious had to had see that
1: drug theory to the drug
2: theory. What's and th- theory? there was a scene they were going to they like shot, you know, they were going to shoot those versions of the murders.
0: Wow. What's the drug theory
1: that it was like a drug deal go that wrong. The, wrong yeah, oh, and, yeah. yeah. Um, I also had lunch at the Mezzaluna. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh and I had ice cream That's at crazy. the Ben and Jerry's. That they went to right before that they walked Dude, to. That's crazy. Yeah, I was obsessed. The Mezzaluna no longer exists. I think the Ben and Jerry's is still there. Um, wow.
0: And then you timed the drive.
1: I t- oh, I timed, timed I drive. timed the drive from OJ's house and to Nicole's house yeah. around the time they said that the murder was going to happen. At that time, I had a BMW and it had the t- inner timer in it. You know mm-hmm. where you could press the timer, yeah. and I literally timed it. it. I think it took maybe like no more than six minutes.
2: Wow. So there was time.
1: Oh, definitely. There was plenty of time. Especially if he was speeding. I know that you're doing your own I heard a research. rumor, too, from someone in the business that I know that there was a moment where they were trying to get the cast of the show with the actual participants of the whole Just thing the opposite. For dinner.
2: Just the opposite. What? Uh, we were actually asked not to uh, interact with our, our counterparts. Um for really legal reasons, if you think about it, because, you know, you're, you're getting into life story rights. Mm-hmm. So this is based specifically and solely on and Jeffrey book. Tubman's book. Right. So they actually asked us not to talk with our counterparts. Uh, eventually, people started to do it. Uh, you know, they just did. Um, but uh, I didn't. I don't think I did until it was over, maybe at the tail end tail tail end. Hmm. But yeah. Now maybe afterwards they were going to do something, but during it no, it was just the opposite.
1: The only thing that I, the only thing that I think was a misstep with the series.
2: Do tell. Okay.
1: And for me it was the most important moment in the actual trial. Okay. Was the verdict.
2: I think really?
1: I think we met, I think they I think with David Schwimmer, this is just my opinion. Mhm. If you watch The and if you can Google it so we can show him, if you watch the Kardashian reaction at the verdict,
2: yeah, it's disbelief,
1: not only disbelief, but it told the whole story like in one shot. And I feel like the cameras missed that with Schwimmer. Uh Oh. I feel like,
2: which is funny. That's a, probably an editing choice. I think it was reason. definitely
1: an, it wasn't. It wasn't Schwimmer's. I don't think it was Schwimmer because oh yeah, played, I know he played it. I no, he played that. He played, <laughs> he that played the hell thing. out of that. Yeah, it wasn't Schwimmer. Oh. It was the way it was shot. Because right. I was like, because I will never, when I watched that verdict, I will never forget Kardashian's face yeah. when they announced the verdict, and it wasn't. It was such disbelief, and it was like, how the fuck did he get away with it? Yeah, that was the look. No. It, it's it's a shocking, shocking tale. I was like, whoa. Yeah. That's the only thing I was like, oh, I wish they would have got more of that. This is really, yeah. I feel like,
0: on the tip of your tongue because you just watched the finale last night, correct?
1: I just watched the finale last night. Yeah, only so it's because, fresh. That's interesting. Well, yeah. I watched it last night only because I hadn't watched the finale mm-hmm. yet, and I, you know, and obviously this was months ago. Uh, this or was it a year? No, almost. it was in sixteen, two thousand. Yeah, it aired yeah. in
2: the beginning of sixteen. Yeah, yeah.
1: I I uh, and it was so good, and I was so in love with everyone, and the Mm -hmm. and the and the actual writing and everything that I didn't want it to end. And I even though I know the ending, right? You are such a freak. I was like, I can't. So then, you're just like
0: savoring it, so you can just pretend like it's still happening. I
1: kept the season Mm -hmm. finale because I was like, I don't want it to end. And then I had I went to go watch it last night, and it was it disappeared from my DVR, so I had to go to Netflix. (laughs) You <laughs> had it on there and it finally kicked like, it out. Oh my god, it's gone. That so was hilarious. So I was freaking out. Well, fortunately, it's on Netflix, so you yeah, got it. Yeah, no, um, I was like, "Oh god, please let this be on Netflix." Well,
2: I, I you know, I don't remember that. I mean, I remember that moment in in the film, but I don't remember whether we we got it right, quote unquote or not. Uh, but what I do really remember most about what um the producers and director and, and everyone put together in the finale was the way that everyone responded. Uh, In America Mm -hmm. to to that verdict and Mm -hmm. what it meant to everybody. So now you had you had you've been on the journey, especially if you binged it. I had a chance to watch a lot of them. I saw the first six all at one time before anyone else had seen it. And when you watch it like that, you're literally on the journey all the way to the verdict and you can understand everyone's perspective. Mm-hmm. More so than I believe at the time. It was very difficult for people to really grasp how you could have whole communities of people that are kind of che- that are cheering, you know, and then whole other parts of the community that are crying. And those were and I st- feel like you're, stock
1: footage, right? That was stock. That was, yeah, real footage. that was real footage.
2: And I feel like at the end of uh, of our show, I don't think your opinion changes, but I think you have a deeper understanding of everyone's response. Oh,
0: definitely. I felt like
2: I certainly well, did, and, and I was I there
0: because it was like sort of back in the zeitgeist, you know, yeah. with with uh, certainly people versus OJ, and then the thirty for 30, five- 30, or six yeah. part documentary. Did you series. watch the
1: depositions, OJ's depositions for the civil trial uh, the, on the thirty for thirty? Did
2: I watch the depositions? I don't because I didn't see
1: all of that with the whole Bruno Mali thing. That whole moment. Did you see that?
2: I did, but I don't remember. I, oh I don't my remember. god, it I
1: was remember. like. Yeah, I, I was like, "This is it." He just fucked himself, this is like he <laughs> fucked himself. The but Bruno somehow Mali, he did <laughs> that, that Bruno Mali moment yeah. where, because in the depositions he's like, "Oh, for the case. Yeah, civil case, for the civil case." Okay. I, I didn't because he had to do the that. deposition for the civil case. Mm. You have to watch these deposition tapes; yeah. it's fascinating. So, for the civil case. The depositions are happening and they're like saying, you know, that the shoe print was the Bruno Mali and he owned the Bruno Mali. He's like, I never I would never own those ugly shoes. I never had a pair of those shoes. Never. And it didn't come up in the real court case. For some reason, Ito did not allow that evidence in the court case. Or what I think actually happened was this picture was found after the case was over. Of
0: him Uh, wearing the shoes. Of him wearing the shoes. Wearing the damn shoes.
1: So then in the deposition, they go, oh, really? So what are These. And it's his him wearing the shoes in the picture, walking on a football field.
0: Jesus!
1: And his eyes are—they just—he just goes quiet, and his eyes are like giant fish eyes, and he doesn't even know how to react. It's—it's wow. it's so insane. Yeah. Let's talk real quick,
2: Kuba yeah. Gooding. Cuba, that's my man, Cuba. He okay, because I've seen—I've seen,
1: I've seen yeah. him at the hockey rink,
2: for the oh, Kings. he's crazy. Made no mistake, man.
1: He's obsessed. <laughs> have you ever seen him no oh he goes crazy he, yeah. Oh, yeah he's banging he's on the glass the he, like he's... he
2: loves hockey so yeah. much
1: like he i there's a, to a point where i'm like this guy is crazy like he's <laughs> gotta be insane on
2: a set what's he like let me tell you something about cuba cuba uh he's also one of the most professional actors i've ever worked with he's one of those actors that can be wild and crazy and fun and personable and cracking jokes uh, he could, he could have his iPad out in between takes, and and all right action, and right there, and giving you the performance you saw. Cut, and he's back to cracking jokes. He's one of those actors. Yeah, uh, obviously he does his homework and he's prepared when he comes. But I'm I'm blown away by him. And what I loved about his casting in um, in the show. Uh, And a lot, some people was like, he doesn't look like OJ or something like that. You forget about it. What was brilliant about Cuba being cast as OJ is that people have their opinion of OJ today, right? Right. But what you have to do is you have to go back to what people, Mm -hmm. what, what people, what what the perception of OJ was back then. then. And you have to get somebody that everybody loves. Everybody loves Cuba. Yeah. And. I was like, wow, that's a stroke of genius. Someone that just pluck this actor in here. Everyone's going to love him as a starting point, And then go through that journey with yeah. him. Your conflict with someone you love so much. Yes. And then go on that journey. Yeah, from Jerry Maguire to
0: Snow Dogs. I mean, it's really... Exactly. We're, we're encompassing all ages. Well,
1: I was, yeah. I, was, I was wondering if he was their first choice. I don't know. I'm probably. I would think so. Probably. Because I I, who, I... I mean, who else? I, I, well, I don't know. I don't but know. I do remember...
2: That I probably was not the first choice. Well, no, I do. I <laughs> do remember so, that. You probably could, a whole bunch of brothers pass. All uh, right, we'll take Dale. Well, I
1: remember when it, the first thing I was like, God, that's, that's a weird. I mean, he's a great actor. But right. I was like, because I have that OJ. But I forgot about it instantly. Like yeah. he totally he was OJ at that point. Yeah. Like I was like, got it. Yeah. Plus, and it was not a huge, huge role in the right. sense of like, you know, he. Because well,
0: it, it wasn't all about really about him It, it was about, about the it was lawyers about and the team, the, right.
2: the, the, the legal team mm-hmm. So, right. you know um, The Judge Ito, who is that guy? Kenny Choi Kenny Choi has been around forever Matter of fact, his first job was the Kristen Chenoweth show Shut up Are He guest starred on our show, Kristen You're kidding Back in 97, something like that That was his first gig He stayed. We were joking about it because he was so nervous And he would mess up lines, and he thought he was going to get fired. And I was like, dude, nobody oh was thinking God. about you. We were all nervous about our own job. right? <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, that was his first gig. But he since he's he was in Captain America, and he you know he's he's out he there. He sounded bro. just like oh, a- uh, Sons of Anarchy. That's his. Oh, that's wow. his, that's okay. been okay. his main gig. Yeah, he's he's love that guy. Okay, John Travolta. Of course, John Travolta, amazing. I mean, that's my buddy. I was shocked that he took the role. Well, he's a producer. Ah. No, he's not just an actor; he's a producer. And he he's was, one of the hardest working actors I've he ever was seen. Too. So brilliant as Shapiro, <sighs> so
1: good. So the brilliant. lips,
0: I love what he would do with so his mouth. The way he would kind of like purse his lips yeah. like that and and speak. He I was... just
1: because I knew during the actual trial there was such a dynamic between the lawyers; it was a love hate relationship yeah. with yeah. all and because people were coming in and leaving and not yep. some he started the trial and then you never he never spoke again for a while. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then Effley Bailey came. I mean it was a whole right. thing. I mean the strategy was nuts. It was confu- I bet it was really confusing. Here's what's crazy that
2: the show outlined that I think a lot of people forgot. It certainly certainly reminded me that it was Shapiro that came up with the strategy of making this about race. Yes. Yeah. And then it got out of control and yes. he was like Whoa.
1: Yeah, you know, because- but that was Shapiro's strategy, not Cochran's. Right, no, it was definitely Shapiro's strategy yeah. and the fact that he was being outshined by Cochran yeah. really bothered him. That's what bothered him yeah. a lot, I think. Yeah, yeah, I mean, but a
2: brilliant dude. I mean, look, Shapiro was brilliant. I'm they a, were all brilliant.
1: Can we talk legalzoom.com? That's Shapiro's. I, I just, is it? Yeah, I, I use legalzoom you know. all the time. Yes. God, that's I did not Shapiro. Know that. he's a genius. He is. He um well, so John did we talk Scientology with John Travolta? <laughs> I did not talk Scientology with John. Travolta. Come on, he had. I didn't. The, were that. there? Let me ask you this: Were there Scientology members on set with him, ah, watching what's going on? I Listen, I th- watched that Leah Remini series. You know, what's, don't miss a beat. Fun, not that I saw. <laughs> well, you, know? you probably didn't. Yeah, his it.
2: assistant and all that. But I, you know, I don't know what's going on with that. Now, I it, just none know. of that came it. None of that came into play. There was no. It wasn't a. Scientology. I just managed gotta production. ask the questions, Dale.
0: <laughs> um, Ryan Murphy.
2: Ryan Murphy.
0: Did crazy. you enjoy working with him?
2: One of the most satisfying experiences ever. What was like crazy that. about it is he's um he's in and out, man. He doesn't dilly dally. He doesn't he's decisive, he's clear. You know, I remember one scene in particular I was doing at the, I don't know if you remember the scene. It was at the bar when F. Lee Bailey uh, uses the N word for the first time, and he said, "This is my strategy. We're gonna, you know, use the N word." And I'm like, "You know, excuse me." And I'm, and I'm, I'm like, "This is fucking nuts, right?" And he was like, "All right, Dale, do it again. Matter. All right, do it again. Matter. Mad as fuck." And that's it. That's like all you ever really got, unless you. In other words, he didn't mess with you if it was right. Right. And then he would fine tune, he would come in and say, all right, do that different. Maybe do that. Or how do you feel about that? All right, let's do it again. He was one of those, he's one of those directors that knows how to bring it out of actors without feeling like you're being told what to do. Yeah. You know, for the most part, he'd let these actors do their thing but all the while you know he's watching it all and he's putting all the stuff together mm-hmm. he's a mad genius i
0: feel like he casts he casts he cast so right. well he knew what he was doing with
2: the casting mm-hmm. and and uh I did mean, you guys do awesome. a
1: full table read before
2: no cuz it didn't work that way so there was there was oh, well no let me let me back up uh see i did i wasn't in the pilot so i wasn't in the uh, i wasn't in the first episode So they might have. They might have. We didn't do that. We would just read scenes.
1: And there was no chemistry test or anything like that. They just sort of went.
0: But there is this awesome, what I think is a selfie from David Schwimmer. Oh, that's funny. That I found of you guys.
2: Oh, yeah. That is Courtney's camera. Uh, David grabbed the camera and uh, took a selfie of us on set. I love
1: that. uh, that, um, What's his name's? The guy who played what's his name's father, um, uh, Goldman. Goldman, Yeah, like he's in the background smiling. I know. <laughs> it's like so weird.
2: A perfect example, man,
1: because they look so much like them. So it, much. What's funny
2: is he looks nothing like him out of out of character, and not at all. You almost wouldn't recognize him. It looks nothing wow. like that. Wow. But again, perfect example of the work that everyone put into it. Not just the leads, but every take. He'd be back there, crying or giving yeah. it a hundred and ten percent, whether there was a camera on him or not. Now, we had sometimes up to six cameras going, flipping around, spinning. It was nuts. Did anyone have
1: to use menthol for the crying? Not that I saw. (laughs) There's so much of that one tear cry that's like, I mean, like, there's so much of that. Like, just the one single thing Mm. from the –
0: so these weird. are real actors. These aren't like your kind of no, like but let's I just
2: was no. no. like, I remember the last scene when, like, when when Johnny's crying? When Yes. Uh, real tears on the take with with right the, there. With, action. He with, just brought it. When he's
1: watching Clinton on when TV. When he's watching
2: Clinton, he just brought it. You know, action and he's there and there's and I'm watching these actors. This is some of the to watch Sarah Paulson and Courtney and honestly, um uh uh Sterling. Mm hmm working face to face. I mean, there was one time (laughs) and we joke about this still to this day, but um, one time Sterling was, I was so enthralled by his performance that I totally forgot my line. I was just watching him like you're watching him at home and you know, he's waiting for me to say my line and I'm really, I'm really fucking up the scene and I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm sorry. And they're like, cut, cut, let's do it again. And I'm like, you know, the the whole audience is uh, the whole gallery is laughing at me I'm like, guys, you guys stand here, do a scene with this guy and not get lost sometimes. Right. The performances were so extraordinary. You know? The um the closing
1: arguments. Yeah. Were those word for word or were they
2: No. No. No, they definitely weren't. There there's were a l- lot that. of similarity, very close, but they weren't word for word.
0: I don't think they legally they could make them word for word.
2: Why? It's, uh No, I think they probably think could.
0: No, they look couldn't. Look- it's, like, it aired
1: you know, on, yeah, I yeah. think they could. I think they could. I don't see I w- why they could. I would could. use it as a monologue.
2: But well, you know yeah. how long <laughs> the closing arguments were? They were really long. They, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. No, I know
1: they are very yeah, long. Um, okay, so wait, we talked about John uh, David Schwimmer.
2: David Schwimmer, brilliant man.
0: Ross. We, Ross. He will always be Ross to he's me. He's actually...
2: I, the he, the scene with him and Malcolm Jamal Warner. Jason? Oh,
0: yeah. To
2: me, it, when he's talking about the doubt, when he's really got that doubt. Mm-hmm. It kills me. I mean, yeah. that's some of the finest. It doesn't get any better than that. Yeah. David was awesome. Nathan Lane is a nut. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. he was, He's really one of the funniest people yeah. I've ever met in my yeah, life. In between like, takes, yeah. he had us dying. Dying. And he was so good. Yeah. Cranky. I mean, I like can't a...
1: imagine w- wanting that job to end. Like, it must have been, I like, didn't... bittersweet. I, I just can't imagine. What was the rap party like? <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, we didn't
2: have
0: one. You, what? What? No, we didn't Come have... on. No, we didn't have one. That sucks. Low budget. <laughs> Low budget, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, right. yeah, I don't think. They the... spent all the budget on that beautiful set. I oh, my God. The most
2: the... independent, f- most mid level films have the per week budget of that show. Yeah. Oh, I bet. Those it was nuts. It's it, nuts what they spent. They had to.
1: Nuts. Because, and I was telling you earlier that the DP... DP. It was... I mean, uh, it captured Nelson that time period. Extraordinary. Uh extraordinary. Everyone that was that did anything technical on that show was brilliant. The they won same.
0: all the Emmys, so it, it yeah, was, you know, they got what they wanted out of it. Yeah, yeah. They, they, it's...
1: Yeah. I mean, even from like the chin chin moment, I was just like, "Oh, the chin chin, yeah. <laughs> yeah." I was, was like, awesome. "That's how did they do that?" Because it looks like chin chin did when it was it like, was like
2: 19... at that time. That's exactly 90... what it looked it, it like. It freaked me out.
1: I was like, "What the fuck? Who is?" I was like, "Who's doing? Who's shooting this?" Yeah, the production
2: it's, designer and the DP.
1: Yeah, those it was guys. insane. Um, the jury scene where they go crazy.
2: Yeah. How accurate is that? Watching Seinfeld. Yeah. And
0: they're like, no more Seinfeld.
2: <laughs> I was freaking crackling. out. Like, huh. remember when the girl freaks out and runs out? Like, yeah. that happened. That that
1: happened. You know?
0: That he actually happened. He wants to be on a jury so badly. So I'm
1: obsessed with court stuff, right? Obviously. And I need to get on a trial like this.
2: No. I w- No, you know you're, gonna, you're not going to get that. You're going to get some... Dude, you know. the book deal alone please are you kidding
0: he's never been on he's never been selected never he's been never selected even a jury they know yeah. that they, they won't they know he's you never just never want to even get in there and, a summons for jury never jury. now i don't know what i haven't either actually what is that about why do i keep getting them yeah i'm dying like to every it. eight I'm, months it. yeah, my I, girlfriend, it's a God. civil
1: duty i have to do it once and they won't summon you no no no, I think it's an Arab thing. It might be. <laughs> it might be. They'll probably get my brother before they get me. Yeah, no,
0: they will. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's can you sucks. imagine? I'd
2: love
1: to see your brother sitting in a... In a in oh, he would be the worst. Can you imagine? That would be fun. He would be the worst. All right, I'm going to ask you, because I, I have my opinion, and I yeah. and I, I know your opinion, because I've been studying some interviews with you. Uh-oh. The verdict. Dale's opinion.
2: Dale's opinion of the mm-hmm. verdict? Uh, are you asking me if I
1: think that he did it? I'm asking you if or the y- verdict is right.
2: I think the verdict is right. Okay. And the reason I... Uh, that does not mean that I think that he's innocent. I know that. Um, from... You know, look, I'm no attorney. But I've had the benefit... Of studying this trial in an interesting way, I've, I've talked to um, Carl um, and the interesting thing about it is that a couple of things that 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 happened is that you've got the Mark Furman tapes, okay absolutely mm-hmm. um, Some of the evidence was tainted. Yes. Okay. And a lot of people don't talk about that. And a lot of this is after, I was talking to Carl about this, but do you remember, remember making a murderer? Yes. Okay. We heard about how the, e, the, the what is it? The ED, DDT. Um, yes. The preservative. The preservative. The, the, yeah. The, the preservative? Yeah. yeah. They were talking about that kind of stuff in the OJ trial. It's just that, But no one knew what that meant. Right? right. The jury did. There was something wrong with some of that stuff. Some of it. Right. And here's the thing with our, our system. If, if if some of the evidence has to be questioned you have to question all of it you have a doubt right a doubt and um, normally if you didn't have the dream team yeah Mm -hmm. OJ would have been locked up day one but when you have that level of defense um, this is how our system works they did not prove without a reasonable doubt that he was guilty. I don't think many of the jur—I think a lot of the jurors, even probably—and this is just my opinion—may have felt that maybe he did it, but on th- the prosecution didn't make the case right beyond a reasonable doubt.
1: That was my opinion completely.
0: I—they call it. Burden of proof. The right. burden of proof is so on the prosecution. I,
1: I knew. I mean, I think he totally did it. <laughs> I mean, there's just, I just he. I mean, I just.
0: That's he, your gut feeling. It's He did it. Yeah, I. I, I but think when
1: I watched the trial, uh I absolutely I was like, there is a reason look
2: when you happens. have when you have the officer that found the bulk of the evidence, and some of the evidence is flawed. You have him point blank saying that he's a racist, yes. you know, the N-word, all of that. Ha- he, he has planted evidence. Yes. He will plant evidence. And then directly asked, did you plant evidence in this case? And he pleads the fifth. If you're a jury, right, juror member, regardless of what your gut is, you what can... am I supposed to do with that? Exactly. Further, you're an African-American woman that has experiences unique in this country, Right. This was something that Carl brought up to me that I thought was interesting. Um, particularly white people in America, but a lot of mainstream America um, has this idea of the benefit of the doubt of police. A lot of African Americans in this country don't have that same benefit of the doubt because right. their experiences are different. Correct. Right? But think about it like this. The cop, when a cop comes... You know, in, in to try. He's a witness. He he's coming in. He is not. He's got a vested interest in a guilty verdict. They have arrested him. They've brought the case. So when you ask them these kinds of questions, and and you know, what are your what's your opinion? What what are your thoughts on this? A lot of Americans, mainstream America, are gonna err on the side of I I believe him. All right, I, I, I'm going to err on the side of believing what he has to say. But from a completely different perspective, sure. I'm going to err on the side that he has a vested interest. He's not an innocent bystander. Right. He's got less credibility than one might even say he has less credibility in this situation than a third-party witness who's a crack addict who happened to see the crime. Now we can easily discredit that third party crack addict that saw it. He's a witness. As we've all watched television, we get on there and they have no credibility, right? right? They're immediately thrown out and their testimony is thrown out, but they don't have a vested interest in this. Right. Right. So that's some of the things that the jury is looking at that they have to take into account. One, their experience is not benefit of the doubt just going into this thing. And then, two, understand that the police department has a vested interest in a guilty verdict.
0: Right. Well, and which is why, you know, good lawyers always know mm-hmm. that in choosing and selecting their jury, there always is bias in That's right. some way. That's right. And they try to stack the jury towards, towards their own benefit at the end. I Absolutely. Mean, What was
2: crazy about this jury is that both sides thought they had. I know. They thought they had. Totally. They thought they locked it up. Both sides. Yes. They thought they had a jury that was that was sensitive to their perspective. Yes.
1: Well, the problem was that the prosecution underestimated the defense because the defense not only pulled out like magic tricks, they like did a fucking full Vegas show. Like it was. And like also, I calamitous. think there's two
0: things that are going on. I think that there was, you know, definitely there was a there was racial tension mm-hmm. for sure well, happening. Because of in the, the city. Rodney King. Yes, yeah, yes, that had happened right. That's then. fresh. Also, that you're, just al- happened.
2: you're
1: also introducing DNA pretty much for the first time. Yes. Yeah, no
2: one understood that stuff.
0: Right? And I think all of that worked a lot, um, uh, worked on the jury's minds mm-hmm. probably a lot more significantly than the other part of this, which was domestic violence.
2: That's correct. And that was the calculated mistake, in yes. my opinion. I think Marsha Clark, oh, under, Clark underestimated.
0: Underestimated how big that would be because right. she tried to stack with all these women who would feel so sympathetic to the horrors of how, the, how Nicole Sim- Simpson died. And that, unfortunately, the victim in all of this, mm-hmm. her and Ron Goldman, they, I mean, it became about something much bigger than it was about their deaths, I think.
2: The thing about it, at the end of the day, two young lives were snuffed out absolutely and it's a tragedy well he's... and you know somebody has not paid and i you know i think you know look even people that were cheering i think a lot of them you know i, I think i think most people are clear who did it yeah in their minds, now especially especially now and i, I don't think there's You know, I think that will always be the case.
0: Yeah, it's really, it's an American tragedy. It's an American American tragedy. All sides. You can talk about fame and fortune. Absolutely. Celebrityism. Celebrity and like the, what comes with that. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's, and I think that's why ultimately it made such a great movie because you've got so many elements that are, you know.
1: Well, and the best part of the Mm -hmm. worst part of this whole thing was that he ends up paying in the long run. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and you something know, else, you know, Karma's a bitch, right? Karma's yeah. a bitch.
1: Now he's up for parole this year. Yeah. really? Yeah, he's going to get out this year because he's been an upstanding prisoner. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds horrible. <laughs> he's been oh. an
2: upstanding. He citizen. wasn't the worst prisoner, like but he's not a very good <laughs> civilian, <laughs> not but not an upstanding <laughs> right.
1: prisoner. Yeah, so he's going to more than likely get released. I'm so curious where he's going to go, what he's going to do, and
0: like how be, do you
1: how do you get back?
0: Into he's got to be near kind of broguish at this point, right?
2: No, I don't think so. I think they 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 They've, they locked his money up, hit, right?
1: My, that's why he moved to Florida in the first place. Oh, um. um,
2: yeah. But but also another tragedy in it. As talking about the tragedy, you're talking about the deaths. You're talking about and it was also an indictment on the police department and and celebritism and and but but also the system that we have created the judicial system that we've created again carl brought this up to me and i hadn't thought about it like this before but it was an interesting point that he said i be- this is him saying essentially that he thinks that this is a tragedy now he absolutely believes oj is innocent no question about it and really? it was fun for me to play that character because he's one of the few people i think on this planet that believe that unabashedly right um but one of the things that he said to me the the, the the trial and and everything is a tragedy because the system, as played out by what the dream team was able to do um, in in order to get that verdict, mm-hmm. that's the level of defense that everyone is supposed, supposed to, have. to
0: have. Exactly.
2: There are many many sad people out there that go to jail with far less oh, evidence gosh. against them, or or that are innocent, right? Of course. And and.
0: It does. It comes down to a class issue. Absolutely, as well. it's a
2: class issue, and that's the thing that I know that Carl feels you know should be brought to light and, and talked about.
1: From this job, have you gotten a lot
2: of? I mean, yeah, I've been yeah, I've been very fortunate. It's been great. I just uh, like I said, I shot the a pilot. I shot two pilots. I shot another. I'm doing another pilot. Uh, I shot the comedy Get Down for so what oh, yeah. uh, for BET nice
1: okay that well crazy. that should get picked up I guest starred in that no it's already out
2: uh, it's already up it's already uh, picked up I think it airs sometime this fall and uh, I shot, I shot or the just no right? I just guest starred I'm just going in and out man I'm fucking okay. in and out and uh I'm just having fun with that but mostly I've been working behind the scenes I've been producing uh, a number of films oh and great. Uh, I'm in I'm shooting currently a movie Uh, with Lionsgate that I'm really excited about awesome
1: Christina and I are available
0: yeah if you ever need you can
1: come in I want you guys to be in there will you be in my movie yes if you want like a really quirky guy and an old lady we're (gasps) the perfect match for you
0: excuse me an
2: old man a young lady
0: if you want Uh, like maybe a hot young mom and (laughs) her annoying kind of crusty sidekick how about
2: a a college school girl
0: oh yes (laughs) start (laughs) done
1: and then you're involved with a lot of charities as well
2: yeah, uh that's my that's my my passion. Um I uh launched a uh, a charity um initiative, a charity about 4 or 5 years ago and then an initiative about 3 years ago called Project Now. And uh the name of my foundation is Always in the Club Foundation, which is a play on the Mickey Mouse Club. Oh, cool. And we focus on youth empowerment, youth education, youth and arts. Um, And uh, when we launched our first initiative, Project Now, we got support from both President Bill Clinton uh, supported us and uh, President Bush. And we did that to show bipartisan support. And we did an event and Bush came out and spoke at our event. And uh, we raised money together to help launch the the initiative. That's great. And um, I'm really excited about that. We've done a series of fundraisers to raise money for some of our initiatives. Um, and I always implore people to go to our website, Project Now for Youth, mm-hmm. F-O-R, mm-hmm. youth.org. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we're, we're trying to get the word out about what we're doing. And uh, basically, we're, we're, we're promoting programs that rapidly address the educational needs of at-risk youth in America. For mm-hmm. instance, kids that are reading Three to four grade levels behind, uh, we have a program that gets them on grade level reading within 12 weeks. Wow. So that's why we call it Project Now to rapidly change the trajectory of their lives, right? Because all of the kids that we've started with so far have at least one kid incarcerated, have at least one parent incarcerated. Wow. Right? So they're in, in broken homes and uh, they're on a trajectory of, of frankly, failure. Mm-hmm. And so what we're trying to do is rapidly change that. That's smart. You gotta do it when they're young. Yeah, John Travolta actually came out to our last fundraiser. We did uh, a fundraiser called City Gala. Did he talk Scientology? No, oh, but he did do the Pulp Fiction dance. Yeah. Oh, he did! Oh,
0: amazing! Yeah,
1: was great. He was <laughs> awesome. It's a good sport. Yeah. You know, Christine, amazing. you should look into this project now thing because she's got weird reading. Like she says, say amphitheater.
0: <laughs> oh my God! You <laughs> yeah. are the show.
1: Say template
0: template i thought it was amplitheater i've been saying it that way my entire life (laughs) apparently it's amphitheater i I was adding an extra l look you know my mom is from the midwest we have some southern things happening there's a lot of weird pronunciations going on in my life
1: i mean i was like there'd be we would do podcasts i'm like what did you just say
0: babies in my house drink milk, (laughs) not milk where are you from (laughs) Malk. i'm from atlanta but Atlanta, my is from, yeah, my mother is from Palatine, Illinois, and there's a lot of very strange pronunciations yeah. in my house. Yeah, so okay,
1: all right. I'm just saying we got what is it? ProjectNow.org, ProjectNowForYouth.org, ProjectNowForYouth.org. For youth. F-O-R. F-O-R. Project
0: Go and Dale, where can we find you on social media?
2: Uh, my name—that's the best way. I'm at Spell Dale it. Godboldo. That's D A L E G O D B O L D O. So on that's at Dale Got Boldo, Twitter, and Instagram, always in the club. official Dale Got on Facebook.
1: Yes. Okay. Official Dale Got Boldo on Facebook. Yeah. And are you on
2: Instagram? I'm on Instagram, at Dale Got right.
0: And you'll see more of his snappy dressing, because you are a very snappy dresser. Well,
2: thank you very much. I don't know
0: about all that. I appreciate uh, it. <laughs> uh,
2: you know, I learned a lot from... You know, <laughs> I'll never forget. Stop before comfort. Oh, that's... <laughs>
0: that's Allah and albert just said
2: that going back to that i learned a lot about fashion from from a lot weird because he's definitely reversed it right now 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 you you reversed it back in the day i'm talking about it's summer 200 degrees outside this guy would be in you know suede suit with (laughs) mr man leather (laughs) pants
0: sharp
1: just ouch yes
2: Fly. Yes. Just fly. God.
0: That's correct. You I need always, like baby never, powder to get yeah. those pleather pants off at the end of the day. Stop uh, before
2: comfort.
1: That's, that's right. right. Stop oh. before comfort. You have no idea.
0: Well, Dale, no thanks idea. so much for being on the podcast. This was so interesting. Oh. And, and I absolutely love your performance in that movie. Oh, thanks um, so much for having me. So I look forward me. to what yeah. all an, the news This was a lot of worse
1: next. stories, but it was, I mean,.
0: It was. I mean, it was insight into some of. I think one of the worst tragedies it is the worst tragedy in yeah. you know the past it's I don't know, twenty years. It's so
2: and hopefully she'll they'll get justice.
0: Yeah, um, you can find us at uh, Christine Laken. I'm at Yo Laken on all social media.
1: I'm at Alec Led. Don't ask.
0: And uh, thank you again to our producer and engineer, Stephen Ray Morris. You can find him at Stephen Ray Morris. And if you have any thoughts or comments, please feel free to email us at worstpodcast. Shit. Please feel free to email us at worsteverpodcast at yeah. gmail.com. Yeah.
1: You've got to apply for this. Uh, what, what is it? I again?
0: know. <laughs> I, sorry. Project Now.
1: I We're have gonna, a little bit of disrespect. ProjectNowForYou.org. <laughs> it <Christine. laughs> it's for me. It's for you. It's for me. All right. Okay. Well,
0: we'll hear you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.